welcome to Mind Your P's and Q's, where we talk about the world, culture, and anything in between. My name is Parker, and this is my buddy Quentin. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going today, Quentin? Uh, well, you know what? I woke up alive this morning, so I feel pretty good. That's a, that's a good start <laughs> for 2020. You know? Although it was pretty darn windy today. Oh, uh, dude, it's still windy. It's not really stopped. Yeah, in Louisville, Kentucky on, what is it, the 15th? Today's the 15th. Today's the 15th. Yeah, it was very, very windy. Anyways, who's going on on uh, Planet Parker? Oh, you know, not too much. It's a beautiful Sunday. Tomorrow, I actually is my first day ever working from home, so that's kind of exciting. That's amazing. Looking forward to it. I'm nervous. Very envious of you. Yeah, it's going to be nice to wake up like ten minutes before I have to be on the clock and. That's basically how most of my days go because I I work ten minutes away, so I just yeah. I mean, so do I, but it saves me that ten minute commute. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I don't have to present myself as much. So that's fantastic, man. Seriously. Yeah. So what's going on over in in, uh, Quentin's quarter right now? Quentin's quarter is doing pretty well. Um, I I just got a performance review for my job and it got pretty well. Got four point six out of five, and that's pretty good considering I haven't been there for a year. Congratulations. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling good. Did you hear anything cool? Have you heard anything cool this week? Yeah, so Browsing actually, through your Facebooks? Uh, no, I actually heard this from my brother. So there's this, it's actually an amino acid called L-theanine. Have you ever heard of it? No, I have not. So it's, it's actually found in tea. But to get like one daily, like not daily dose, but one like good solid amount of L-theanine, you need to drink like eight cups of tea. And then what it is, is it calms you. It's a calming agent. But L-theanine is actually a, it's it's good for anxiety. And really there's not a lot of like negative side effects to it other than like if you have low blood pressure, then it can actually lower your blood pressure even more. It's supposed to be good for helping you concentrate and it's supposed to be good for lowering your anxiety. So something I'm, I'm thinking about giving it a try, like taking some L-theanine. I'm, I've been like doing a little bit more research on it, just trying to figure out if there's any negative side effects really because... And who doesn't have anxiety nowadays? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Really. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just supposed to be... And like, that's just how I am is like now I'm like worried that if I take it, I'm going to have like some negative side effect to it. I mean, really, the, the only people said not to take it were if you had low blood pressure or pregnant or breastfeeding and then if you were actually a child it said you should not take it so i don't know a lot of people take it with like caffeine too because it counteracts like the because you know how caffeine has like right? a yeah it's a stimulant it's almost not mm-hmm. like a depressant but it's like a calming agent to that stimulant so it can actually be good to like counteract something like caffeine and like help right. you sleep they offset you. each other yeah exactly right. yin so, yang of chemicals exactly in your body. exactly so like so i just looked it up l-theamine l-theanine excuse me present in green tea black tea certain types of mushrooms and this is a medical news today article the first thing pulled up on Google it says better mental focus, improved sleep, relaxation. It says it influences your serotonin as well as your dopamine levels, which pretty sure those are both contributing factors to our mood, to our sleep. Yeah. And it does say there's some side effects like uh, you lose your appetite a little bit. You have like nausea. Oh. It, it makes you nauseated. That makes um, sense uh, from a personal standpoint. If I drink too much tea, I if I drink too much coffee too, I'll feel a little nauseous. Yeah. Well, same with anything really. But That's true. No, that's the thing is like it, it can make you nauseated and it can also make you irritable. Mm-hmm. Is another side effect. So um, it's it's interesting to see how tea has influenced certain cultures, right? I've been watching this YouTube channel called Extra Credits, 
which is just like an animated history YouTube channel. And I didn't know that the opium war, at least the first opium war in China, was started over tea, not opium. Because the British Empire was importing so much tea from China that they were losing money and they couldn't sell any goods to China because they were notoriously uh, trepidatious with trading with foreigners. They just didn't like foreigners overall. So they wouldn't trade with England except when it came to selling them tea. So to combat the price that they're paying for tea, to offset that, they set up shop in a neighboring country that allowed opium sales and openly marketed, hey, you guys in China, if you want to come over and buy opium from us, you can. And that was their way of collecting money from China while they were spending an exorbitant amount of money on tea. Because those English people needed that L-theanine, man. Yeah, That's why, that was it. (laughs) No, I guess it was discovered in like the 1950s and green tea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing now how many different superfoods and just the knowledge about nutrition that we've developed just in the past few decades. I feel like we've come so far. Yeah, well, think about the foods that we can consume and this variety of foods that we can consume that our ancestors were never able to touch. Just being in our century, I mean, we have avocados. Like, avocados aren't native to Kentucky, but I can go to the grocery store and buy an avocado. You can also buy native foods to any, basically any country from the grocery store and create this super diet. That's, and that's... It's one of the reasons why humans live so much longer. I was going to say, now we live significantly <laughs> longer is because we were able to take the best part of any culture. And- You're right. Speaking of complex chemicals and stuff... I found out a couple weeks ago that archaeologists found active brain cells in a man's head from Pompeii. Really? Yeah. Active brain cells. So, like, they're still living brain cells? Isn't that crazy? So, while I'm bringing up the topic, let's corroborate that information. A little bit about Pompeii, which is also where Pink Floyd played a very famous concert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're live at Pompeii was... That's my favorite album of theirs, to be honest, is Live from Pompeii. It's it's beautiful. Check it out. It's on Spotify, probably. So, this is an article from Teller Reports. This was published last month. Um, I'm on one from CNN. It says... Brain cells of a young man who died almost 2,000 years ago in an eruption of Mount Vesuvius have been intact by a team, have been found intact, sorry, by a team of researchers in Italy. The discovery was made when experts studied the remains of first uncovered in the 1960s, a city buried in ash during the volcanic eruption. The victim, who was found lying face down on a wooden bed in a building thought to have been devoted to the worship of the Emperor Augustus, was around 25 years old at the time of death, according to researchers. That's kind of neat. We'd be finding remains of people similar to us, but in like, you know, and Augustus 79 was, uh, AD. Caesar's successor, I believe. That's interesting, man. That's really interesting. So you said, can you say when those remains were found again? The remains were found, uh, they were first uncovered in the 1960s, but the actual volcanic eruption was in 79 AD. So right now, those remains are roughly, what, 1,900 and... So... Is over a millennia year, 41 years old. Over a millennia old. They found active brain cells. And the site was discovered. And was the site discovered or the remains? Because if that's the case, it took 60 years. 60 years for archaeologists after they discovered the remains to find out that this guy still had active brain cells in his head. Uh, the remains were first uncovered in the 1960s. So yeah, it took us 60 years to figure out. Yeah, and that goes to my point earlier about the L-thionine. L-theanine. L-theanine. That's 
Science, science takes, takes a while. while. Yeah. Science I mean, takes these a remains long time. were found in, si- in 1960. That's almost, exi- I don't know in what month. In the 60s. We don't know what year. In yeah, the 60s, but that's but in the almost 60s. 60 years. That's a lifetime. Yeah. That's a lifetime it took after the remains were discovered to find. Yeah, the progression of science is amazing. I mean, even watching TV, just, I don't know, we, we get the timestamp of watching TV from the 60s or whatever and seeing that difference, like, just already in the technology from there to now and the things that we're capable of doing. I mean, now, again, going back to working at home, that's something that wasn't necessarily as possible 20 years ago. But now I have a meeting tomorrow and I get to do it from my home because <laughs> I have a video that they can see of me. And they That's can, so cool. It's it's really interesting because we can do work you gonna, from home. Are you going to be one of those guys that wears like a button-up shirt and no pants? And just, no, just, <laughs> I'll probably, honestly, my, my theory is I'm just going to dress up as per normal when I go to work uh, oh, yeah. at home. like Because it would make me get in that like flow of being able at least at first i'm going to start by dressing completely normal work attire because it makes sense speaking of neat i've noticed you've recently started jeweling again is that something oh yeah yeah i've started doing the jewel again yeah so that kind of just got me thinking why is it okay for some companies to use like flavored nicotine products even if you're actually using like a real tobacco like flavored tobacco and why is that okay to advertise and to push towards but why are some companies still allowed to do whatever flavor they want when jewel is being like i said censored almost like that well parker i think you hit the nail on the head exactly they are a larger company because nicotine is very addictive and so i took up the jewel to kick cigarettes yeah and I want to say I the health benefits, or I should say the health risks of the Juul, in my personal experience, outweigh that of a cigarette because I was coughing stuff up and it, it was on the, aggra- on the on the cigarette. Don't get me wrong, on the Juul I still cough and stuff. Uh, that's just because I've got asthma and I decide to do that anyways. I totally understand why they regulated that because flavored Juul pods. I mean, they are more attractive to kids, and I would hate to see an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old or, goodness forbid, anybody younger than that take up the habit just because it's cool and tastes good. Makes sense. And you know one thing that I find really interesting that, like, I I see now that I just forget about because I don't... It doesn't affect me in any way is whenever I'm at, like, the gas station buying something, you see that it says you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes now. And I forget that. Like, I forgot because when, like, when we were younger, it was... You were 18. And I don't know. I just think that's, like, a crazy... Not crazy, but it's like, I I think it's reasonable. I think we should try and keep kids from smoking at the youngest age possible. But it's just crazy because that was like a big change that happened in our lifetimes that we witnessed firsthand was this move from like being able to buy nicotine at the age of 18 to being able to buy it at 21. Yeah, I mean, I and I think that makes... Well, I'm not sure if that makes a difference because in Germany, the drinking age is 18. Yeah. And they have, granted, their population is much lower. So I'm not sure per capita what the uh, comparison is there. But my understanding is per capita, they are much lower on alcohol abuse. Well, um, so I don't know the numbers. That's just an old wives' tale that I've so heard. So, countries like Germany or England, where that is more common, that you drink at a younger age, it is also more casualized drinking. It's not... So, in the United States, binge drinking is very common that you do, like, binge drinking. On the weekend, you go get trashed and, like, hang out with your friends. Whereas, I feel like in other countries, it's a lot more common that you have a beer or two or wine with dinner. Uh, but that's it. And, and the funny thing... Stop. 
The funny thing is, is I really only feel that nicotine draw when I've been drinking. Like, if I've had a beer or two, I'm like, man, a cigarette would be great right now. And ultimately, though, I would say that the Juul, in my experiences, or even vaporizer in general, is better than tobacco at this point. Now, I know there's some evidence to say otherwise, or at least some people saying otherwise. But my understanding too is just in the same way that you always hear like certain foods are good for you, like bread or milk, or well, bread or dairy products in general, which a lot of evidence has come forward in the past decade or so saying the opposite of that, that you should stay away from starches and sugars like that, that that are found in bread. Yeah. You should stay away from dairy because it messes with your system. The same thing could be said for tobacco. Nicotine in its raw form is not a great drug, but it's better than inhaling the ash and stuff of tobacco. That now but, that being said but that being said, you're also talking the difference between something that's unhealthy and something that's more unhealthy, not the difference between something that's healthy and unhealthy. So you're not talking bread and apples. You're talking, well, or like cake and bread. You know, something that's you're. You, that's what you're. You're more on that subject. Is it like. more unhealthy because I get more nicotine, or because I use it more often? Why? Why is it more unhealthy? So no, I don't think the jewel is more unhealthy. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I. I was just saying there is no healthy alternative that is nicotine other than healthy living guys be healthy living yeah (laughs) no i mean i I think and i've looked it up i mean the thing is we still have no idea what the long-term effects of vapor vaping is gonna be um necessarily but we do know that there are far fewer carcinogens in your standard vaporizer or electronic cigarette than there are in nick in tobacco and tobacco you're you're taking in hundreds of carcinogens versus like the seven or eight that you might find in like the stereotypical at the end of the day though i i do want to say if you can avoid it please avoid it yeah just don't do either yeah that's that's gonna be the highest recommendation i mean healthy living yeah do some yoga eat an avocado it's (laughs) a superfood (laughs) eat an avocado yeah Yeah, take some l-theanine eat a mango yeah and drink some tea get some (laughs) l-theanine in your system yeah so well, yeah. speaking of that, so one of the topics that I had this week, and a story about a very, very interesting guy, and I love finding out about interesting people, uh, especially guys like this. His name is Eddie Akau. He he was Hawaiian. I think that's how the Hawaiians say it. It's like Where's, Hawaii and Where are the Hawaiian. Hawaiians from? Hawaii. Oh. It's, it's like, instead of saying Hawaii, it's like Hawaii. I don't know. I'm probably culturally ignorant on that topic, and that's why I say that. But Eddie Akau, I think that's how you say his name. Akau? Eddie Akau. Cal, he was a famous lifeguard, and he supposedly saved over 500 people Wow! while he was a lifeguard. And as part of the Extra Credits YouTube channel that I was watching, they talked about Eddie, and he went on a journey with some Hawaiian Polynesian uh, archaeologists to rediscover ancient technology, and they sailed an ancient boat from Hawaii. The boat ended up capsizing halfway through their journey, and Eddie volunteered to paddle 10 miles back to the closest beach to in order to get help. And when he paddled away, he took his life vest off. He only had a surfboard. He took his life vest off because it, uh, it would drag him down as he was swimming. And after he swam away on his surfboard, he was never seen again. Wow. Yeah, it's a sad story. That is sad. Fortunately, the archaeologists that he had adventured with were seen by a passing plane, so they were found. But the last thing that Eddie Akai did 
and basically summed up his whole life was he went out there and risked his life to try and save a bunch of strangers. Yeah. That was really cool. Notable, cool human beings. We should talk about them more often. Take yeah. inspiration from them. Yeah, I mean, I would have never heard yeah. of Eddie Akau until today. Yeah. So. Speaking of bright people, though, Elon Musk. Yeah. He may have caught the COVID, man. Really? Yeah, this crazy plague scorching well, the world. So I had heard something about this. I mean, this is an hearsay conversation, but I'd heard that he tested positive twice and tested negative twice, all with rapid testing. That's what I saw as well based on his Twitter. So I think he's questioning the rapid testing a little bit more because he's saying, I don't. Th- I think he thinks he doesn't have it. Now he's curious a little bit more as to how accurate are some of these tests that we're getting and if so. So, are we having a lot of neg- false negatives, false positives? It could go either way. And <clears throat> all, that's the scary part, is it could really go oh either yeah, way. You're right. All politics aside, supposedly everybody in the White House was getting tested every day with these fast tests that give you results back within a few minutes or something, right? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people caught COVID in the White House. So, I wonder how accurate they really are. Because if they yeah. didn't pick it up until it was too late, you know? And it's very important to keep in mind, too, that this is a relatively new disease we knew we know so much about past plagues strep throat i mean even the common cold this is still a relatively new disease and it takes a long time years and years and hundreds of thousands of very very smart people that are all working together to figure out all aspects and the different dynamics of this of every disease really yeah and uh we've learned a lot about this one because it's taken precedent obviously but it still takes a long time. Science, science in in all of the good things that it's done for humanity, it's not a fast process. No, dude, <laughs> she blinded me with science. <laughs> Do you remember that William Shatner did a version of that song? No, I did not. Oh, Everybody man, go listen to that. William Shatner's "She Blinded Me with Science." She blinded. I best wonder if we can play that, that on. Wow, no, we probably can't. No, it's probably on Spotify though. Go check I it bet. out. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be on Spotify now. Hopefully, crossing our fingers. Yeah, Yay, Ooh, Spotify. Spotify. All right. So, uh, any other cool topics you hear this week? I think this is a good little segue into the Netflix news. <laughs> Netflix news. What's on Netflix, guys? What 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 are we supposed to be watching? What's trending? What's going on on Netflix? Just talking about what's relevant on Netflix. Bring up a new show that's kind of hip and happening. It's both hip and happening, actually. Hip it's and the, happening. It's the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit with Anya Taylor Joy. I love Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, she's like one of your favorite actresses. Uh, I love her so much. Uh, I've I thought she was wonderful as uh, uh Tom Thompson Tomlinson in The Witch. But yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. But anyway, so Queen's Gambit. It's about chess. That's about the extent that I know. It's based on a novel. A novel back in 1983 about a female chess prodigy. And it explores topics such as drug addiction, alcoholism, feminism, and of course, chess. Wow. Yeah, and Queen's Gambit is also moving chess as well. I, I dabbled with chess in my youth, but I... Actually, let's look it up. Yeah, I really don't know much about chess. To be honest with you, I'm pretty terrible at it, so... So the Queen's Gambit is opening move it is queen's gambit is one of the oldest known chess openings according to wikipedia (laughs) neat stuff super neat (laughs) (laughs) i saw the other day that american horror story is making a new spinoff series that's like the same creator is making the spinoff series that i'm actually kind of excited for i'm not personally a huge american horror story fan i've seen several of the seasons and i think it started out really strong but i just personally couldn't stick with it 
through all of it, but they're making the spinoff series called American Horror Stories, and it's actually just each episode is a standalone, rather than having a full season of story, like a story yeah, via a full, being a, a whole full season. narrative, a full arc, yeah, yeah, a exactly. Full story. You, you like have a- individual episode stories of folklore and like things like scary oh, like yeah. spooky folk folklore which is really cool to me like I, I like that kind of stuff like i like ghost stories i like that kind of stuff and so that's why i'm a little excited about that and it's going to feature some of like the cast and characters that we've grown to love american horror story is uh trending too i think it's always trending on netflix it's honest. always trending yeah, american yeah that's horror I, and i love horror movies i love horror stories i grew up reading scary stories to tell in the dark oh i remember getting it from the library in I elementary school I, I think i still have all the copies that i got from book fairs in school yeah but I just not have seen American Horror Story. And my understanding is that every season is different. Right? Yeah, every season is a different arc. I, need to I personally out. really enjoyed like the first two seasons. First three seasons were really good. And I've seen probably five or six of them in total. And they weren't bad. They're very well produced. They're very interesting. I just personally really enjoyed the first two. And I thought they were just good, good little. The first one has like a really awesome like twist and like, I don't know. It was very like, I remember the first time I watched it being like, wow, that was good. Like I finished it thinking, man, that was like a good, enjoyable watch. Like my sister and I watched it together and then we watched, well, we watched it at the same time and then watched like the last episode together and it was like really like, wow, that's really cool. And I think you should definitely check it out. It's something worth looking into. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. It's on Netflix. I need to watch Queen's Gambit first though. Yeah, same here. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've already seen some American Horror Story, but yeah, I'm excited for the new series. I think it'll be interesting. And I I like, again, scary stories. Like, I think they're cool. Speaking of uh, good series that were pretty, like, fantastic in the first few seasons, Dexter. I saw that. I Dexter's, love Dexter. Dexter. Especially the first few seasons. And you were related to an act- actress from Dexter. <laughs> Not to dox myself, but I am a distant relative of Jennifer Carpenter, who played... Uh, Dexter's sister. God, what was her name? Dude, I haven't seen Dexter in so long, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> what was Dexter's last name? Uh, I can't. I can't remember. Well, he, the actor's name was Michael C. Hall. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, there, Dexter's making a new series, yeah, and Dexter is making a new series too. Yeah, and it's gonna have Michael C. Hall in it. And That's great. So yeah, so I'm I'm curious how they're gonna. Uh, can we talk spoilers? Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yeah, alert. spoiler. Alert. If you uh, don't want to hear this, or if you haven't seen Dexter, go on and skip skip a little bit. I don't think they ended the show very well. Like, uh, I, do you I don't agree. So, I thought Dexter was one of those shows, again, and this is just my personal opinion. I thought it started out really strong, and then it just, like, I struggled to watch it after a certain point. And so, I never watched the actual, like, show in its entirety and saw the ending, but I know the ending isn't like he gets on a boat and just. He gets on a boat with his sister, who's who's dead, and he yeah he takes her body out on a boat in the middle of a hurricane, and then he disappears. Everybody presumes that he's dead, including his girlfriend, who has his son Miranda, I think was her name, and I she had his far. son. And then like the last ten minutes, or maybe even the last five minutes of the show, just shows Dexter somewhere up north, and he's a logger. 
and he's got a big beard, and he, like, comes back into his shack, and he, like, just sits down on a table, and it's a very slow panning in close-up of Michael C. Hall, and he's got a beard, and he's just, like, it looks like he's angry at the world, to be honest. It looks like he hasn't killed anybody in a minute, and he looks like he's ready to snap. Yeah, you know how he's got to get that fix on. Exactly. So, I wonder how they're going to do that. Like, are, are they going to just start off at the beginning or at the end of a season before the last season? Or are they just going to pick up directly after the events of the last season, of the last episode? They'll probably do something similar to that, to Breaking Bad, when they did the after Oh, yeah, yeah, movie yeah. With, yeah. What was with it Jesse. called? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was called El Camino. El Camino. When they did El Camino, car, it yeah. picked up right... I mean, it literally picked up at the end of Breaking Bad, when Jesse's driving away in the car. It was like... We watched El Camino. Yeah, we watched it together. We watched it together. Yeah. What do you think about it? Like in hindsight, because it's it's been a little while since we watched. It's been it. a little while. Uh, I mean, I thought it was good. I and I El Camino know. again is the follow up movie to the Breaking Bad series. Yes. Which, in my opinion, is one of the best shows ever. I love Breaking Bad. Yeah. But El and Camino and Better Call Saul, yeah, Better Call Saul is a spinoff, and Better Call Saul is fantastic as well. Yeah, it's I, much slower. I wish that it would have done a little bit more just because i i love i think jesse pinkman is probably my one of my favorite characters in breaking bad if not one of like my favorite i mean i think obviously everybody's like walter white but jesse pinkman i think he undergoes the most character development out of all the characters in the show i think he goes through the most crap out of any of the characters in the show other than maybe walter's family but i don't know Jesse, he goes from being a dude that's, he, he was kind of, I mean, he was a high school dropout. He didn't have any prospects except illegal stuff, illegal activities. And his life, he didn't, he didn't go on to do great things for humanity or anything, but he grew a lot. He matured a lot. And you really identify with the guy because yeah. he started you, off. You as a actually kid, feel bad for him, like he's trying to better himself. Yeah. You see him struggle with different things like addiction. You and, see him lose people he loved. He um, really is the little angel sitting on Walter's shoulder, especially towards the end of the show, where he's like, "Hey, are you are you sure this is the right thing to do?" Like, well, just Jesse sees. So Jesse is really the only character that from the start saw Walter for who he was, saw everything that Walter was doing and saw saw Walter's transition from being a high school teacher to a drug lord or whatever, I mean, whatever you want to call him, like a meth maker. Like he, he went from, Jesse saw this whole transition while everybody else was completely, in Walter's life at least, was completely in the dark about it. Nobody knew that Walter was doing these things for the longest time, but Jesse saw it and Jesse saw things and figured out things. I mean... It's interesting, too, that Jesse hung on to Walter as long as he did. Like, I wonder why that was. Yeah. It's because he never got any sort of acceptance from his family and his father, and maybe Maybe, or do you also think Walter manipulated Jesse to an extent? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think Walter manipulated a lot of things that Jesse did. He manipulated him into killing a man. He he made him kill Gale, and after he killed Gale, it haunted him for the rest. It perceivably for the rest of his life. I mean, we don't. The chapter on him hopefully is closed and for a better ending, but technically, it's still an open book ending. Yeah. It's yeah. Breaking Bad's a great great show. So is Better Call Saul. Yeah. We got very tangential there, but Netflix oh, no, okay. Netflix actually does a good job with some of their spinoffs and some of their Netflix um and Netflix they just added Chappelle show. 
too. Chappelle show. Uh, which Chappelle show? Uh, I know we were talking a little earlier. You haven't. How much? How much Chappelle show have you seen? Very little. I think my extent of the Chappelle show is very, very little. But Chappelle show is probably one of the best comedy sketch shows ever. I actually did see the... one the other day with him and John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause he was on there. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for tuning in guys. It was another interesting episode of mind your P's and Q's with Parker and Quentin. Well, <laughs> wait, I'm Parker. You're Quentin. I yeah. Like we I'm shouldn't Parker. say it in that order. Well, wait, I'm Quentin. You're that was misleading. <laughs> it was very misleading. <laughs> We're going to mislead people. Well, yeah. Thanks for tuning in folks and mind your P's and Q's where we talk about the world, culture and everything in between. Tune in next week for another episode, and we're gonna have who's our who's gonna be our special guest? Nobody, because social distancing. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. We can always have like a Skype session with uh, Bill Gates. He does that a lot. Yeah, we could do. I don't know. I'm sure we could find some. We should find some sort of hot celebrity, like not like hot is unattractive, but like yeah, hip and happening celebrity to join us on Mind Your P's and Q's. If you guys have any recommendations. The, the two or three people that listen to this, <laughs> please let us know. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys, on another episode of Mind Your P's and Q's. And please remember yeah. to mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, and don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and stay safe, everybody. All right, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. I think that was good. <laughs>